Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> there, very, there was not a but to that. Very just, much. Thank you. Anyway, uh, <laughs> all right. How am uh, I sounding? Better? You sound great. Okay. Okay, let's go ahead and jump into another episode of Escaping Podcast. The best podcast in Colorado Springs when it comes to all things geek, nerdy, and everything in between. And by everything in between, he means the space between someone's katana and your neck. Mm. Today we are talking about... Ninjas and samurais and their place in Western pop culture. Oh man, the influence there is huge. You see it all over the place whether you want to or not. True that. It's always been there and hopefully it will continue to be there. I am your host, Daniel Rojas. As always, joining me is... Yours truly, Kels for Show, a.k.a. Swift Knight the Ninja. Wow. <laughs> and Michelle is not here this week, but we have a special guest you've known. You know her, you've heard her on the show, our good friend. Hey guys, it's Rice Cakes. Long time no chat. I'm saying. How you doing, girl? I'm doing well. I'm glad to be back. It's uh, We're glad to have you been back. been several yes. months. Gosh, this COVID stuff. Uh, it is wild. It is... <laughs> It is is taking over everything. Well, if you don't wear a mask, and if you don't follow precautions, and if you don't listen to scientists or, you know, medical doctors, you know, just, there's a lot of reasons why it would take over everything. Or you can just live, because apparently it's everywhere. Let's get into today's topic, samurai, ninjas, and, um, you know, what's the history of them, y'all? Well, I did some research, (laughs) y'all. Oh, she came prepared. I did. I totally did. So the samurai um, were... Identifiable social status folks in the 1590s. Um, they were used to protect kind of the emperors at the time, and they were kind of their military guard. Okay. Um, up until, let's see, when was it? 1869, the samurai were thought of as those high-level um, soldiers, and they were looked at as these um, noble, capable soldiers for okay. that time. So kind of like the Jedi. Yes. Okay. The Jedi, or you could call them like the Japan's equivalent to the Knights. Right, right, right. Yeah, because when when they weren't in war, when they weren't pillaging or killing people, they still had a diplomacy to a degree, and were still considered higher above than what you were ever. I did just start cursed. Yeah, and um, no, just like with Knights, they live by their own code of armor, and the Samurais followed the ways of Bushido. And that was a way for them to teach honor and how to be um, noble men and carry themselves with a sense of honor, purpose, and tradition in that um, culture. So that was dope, too. That's why people revered them, because, like, they stood by a code and they died by that code. And like um, Scarface said, the only thing you have in this world is my boss and my word, and that's what the samurai was about. They were like, yo, it's my duty is to my emperor. I'm live by these codes, guideline. If I dishonor those, or is this just um, south... Um, their own self-sacrifice. I don't know the uh, actual term for the... Reckless bravery. Reckless bravery. Oh, or what's yes. it going to say? Um, the term for the act was when they, like, you know, cut their own stomachs. Oh, oh, yeah. Sabuku. Sabuku, yeah. They Sabuku yeah, themselves. When you've, yeah. when you've done dishonor yeah. and it's like, oh, well, you know what? Time to take myself out of the picture. And if you watch, like, martial arts films or just pop culture in general when it comes to samurai and other forms... Of wars like that, we've seen that scene but depicted before, whether you know it or not, and that's where it comes from. Like the samurai realizing, yo, I'm not as honorable as I should be. I discourage myself and my name. I have to go. So that makes me think of not not to go too far off course because this is just a quick thing. In Norse mythology, there was a family who had a what they called the family cliff, and any time they, they they thought that they brought a curse upon themselves or did something that was wrong, they'd go and jump off the cliff. That way to end that curse, end anything wrong that they did for their family. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's wild. <laughs> I'm glad we're not doing that today. I know. You know <laughs> it's always good to have an option. I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. But, you know, you mentioned the um, Bushido. Yeah. So I was doing the research. And so the time of the samurai was um, early 1600s through till about 1870s. So they, they had a good run of time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah it's a long time. But the um, Bushido, the Soul of Japan book, was not written until 1899. Wait a second, so... So, one could think that this was written based on the times, or they were writing it to kind of glorify the samurais. So, in, As so, in... Oh, sorry. I would say, like, in some form of propaganda. That's what I was going to go with. Is it propaganda? I guess, is it post-historical propaganda to make light of what they did? Or is it something that actually followed their non-written verbal code to, like, finally put words to it in a book? 
I think it was maybe propaganda. And, and this could have just been the resources that I used when researching, but um, the resource, and of course I don't have that because we don't cite things like that, but <laughs> the, the website I saw actually said that it Buzz. was, uh, no, maybe Wikipedia though. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Wiki. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wiki. But uh, what was happening was that since the, the whole society status of the samurai was abolished, the kids of these samurais who found themselves purposeless and couldn't find a job started writing about all the good things of these samurai parents and saying they had such honor and such code. So this is potentially revisionist history. Or just putting a very good light on what was probably not a good story. Yes. <laughs> okay, so the, your, <laughs> your parents did some stuff that may not have been, you know, looked upon greatly. But right. then you change the filter, and you go from Sapia to, I don't know, Ludwig or whatever was on a, whatever's on Instagram, oh, and it changes the whole know. vibe of the picture? Mm. Maybe. Or could it have been that the parents told their kids stories that weren't quite true, and oh. and they wanted their status to last and, and be remembered forever? I don't know. Okay. So, so but, but you, you fall on the side of, yes, that's the case. I'm thinking that could be the, that's my theory. What about you, Kels? What, what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think it definitely probably um, lies more towards w- with um, Leslie's um, theory because if it took them that long to start writing it down, it had to be for a purpose, and they was moving into a more technological age, I guess you could say, becoming more westernized. So they need to start having these values written down so they could continue to pass them down. So it's like kind of like a military type family. Like I'm a samurai, my my dad was a samurai. His grandfather was a samurai. This is what we do because this is what the this is what our country needs, and this is what they're telling us that they want. And they are like some of the echelon uh, people in our society who we look up to and who we aspire to be like. So let me continue this um, tradition, and no better way to do that and make them the heroes. Exactly. It kind of feels like getting uh, ahead of it. Yeah. With just enough time to be like, hey, no, no, no. Here's here's how they lived. Here's who they were. But we don't know. I mean, I, I, I know this might have been a debate, but I think we all kind of decided, you know. <laughs> and I don't know if that's us being jaded by what history is and the fact that we know history is written by the victors and it's not exactly. always what we thought it was. Right. We can go on down that politic road oh, if we man. had the time and care to, but that's not on today's that's episode. That's not today's episode. That's a whole <laughs> other podcast for you. T-shirts though. coming soon, guys. <laughs> Be on the lookout for those. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, yeah, and since we start talking about samurais, and their influence on American culture. I'm just going to start off with talking about one of the most fam- famous samurais in geekdom. None other than Samurai Jack. Oh my God. Created by... Gandhi Tartakovsky. Yes, creator of Dessa's Laboratory and Symbiotic Titan. We talked talk about Primal. that series. And Primal, which is dope. I need to see oh finish God. that series because yeah. I heard there's a second season coming. <sighs> but if you're not familiar with Samurai Jack, it was about a young boy who was tasked with the burden of taking out a coup to shape-shifting... Master of Evil or Darkness, depending on which season it is. Ah, and he, cool. yeah, he basically went on a Batman like T'Challa journey as a child, going and learning different um, fighting styles and techniques and survival um, throughout his young life to prepare him for fighting a coup. He has an enchanted um, katana. And um, yeah, if, if you're a geek and you're in our age graph, um, demographic, you already know who Samurai Jack is. If you're not, I believe it's still on Netflix. Might not be, but you can find it somewhere online. You definitely need to um, check that out. And what made that series dope was like the vis- um, the visual art style, the music, and just the story and the characters. They were unique. There was a refreshing. Even though you know the tale of a lone samurai isn't nothing new, but it made it its own through with time travel and like. Post-apocalyptic um, Earth and sci-fi and oh, all types yeah. of shit. Magic. That, that future tech that also yes. uh, mirrored what what he knew in exactly. some ways. It may have been robots. It may have been zombies. It may have been robot zombies. Exactly. But it's still um, he knew how to handle it. He his code still held up for what he was doing. Exactly, and he definitely um, lived up to and followed all the laws of the samurai. Oh my god, he didn't kill once he had to. Exactly. I didn't realize that until they brought it back to uh, finish it yeah. on Adult Swim that, no, Jack never killed one person with his sword because that sword was only created to kill a coup. And that's another part of the code is never to draw their blade unless they're going to take a life or draw blood with it. 
So yeah. if that blade comes out, you got to put in work. Well, that's one of those things. Never fight someone that you're not ready to kill. Exactly. You know? Because we're not just fighting to fight. If you're fighting, it has to be for a purpose. Exactly. And it has to achieve that purpose. Honor. Yes. We just ain't here killing yes. to be killing because that doesn't help anybody. What about you, Leslie? What are some characters you've seen in pop culture from the samurai that has made its way to Western culture? I think my, mine might be a little tad bit more ninja based, but I was okay. thinking Star Wars. Oh, yes. Their costumes. I mean, you, co- you said Jedi in the I beginning did. there. So their costumes are loosely based off of the ninja garb. Mm-hmm. Um, and they have these awesome sabers. So instead of katanas, they've got right, lightsabers. Right. How awesome is that? Well, and even when you see uh, one of the original Star Wars posters from the first one that came out with the Japanese over it, it looks like it's just Space Samurai. Because it is. And the only reason they're the Knights of the Old Republic because it's Western audiences. Anybody else, they would have been Samurais, like, of the order. Because, like, like Leslie said, their costumes are definitely inspired by Asian culture. The blade itself, their defiance technique is very, you know, Samurai-esque. And even Darth Vader with his cape and his helmet, like, there's new iterations of um, people been drawing um, Star Wars um, characters in more feudal Japan-inspired attire which absolutely makes all the sense in the world. And the Jedi also follow a strict order, too, sure. yep. much like the samurai, because that's why one of the main differences between the samurai and ninja and the beef between both fractions is that the samurai are all built upon honor, responsibility, and you know doing things for the country and the emperor, where the ninjas are looked at as more than mercenaries, hired blades, if you will, mm-hmm. and they'll do whatever. They're sneaky. They're not trying to be seen. It's all about deception, where the samurai is out front. Here I am. We're fighting for a purpose. So, Leslie, uh, with the Star Wars and uh, samurai ninja comparison, where do you see the overlap, and do they, do, the influence, do they take from the influence well, or is it just blatant ripping off, in your opinion? I think they do it pretty well, actually. Um, kind of like Kelsey said, they, they do follow honor code. They've got this whole set of rules, and they, they truly believe themselves to be that heroic power, yeah, that, yeah. that heroic stand for, for everybody. Um, so, They're infallible. They're yeah. the ones who were built and created to do <laughs> They were they born do. ready, right? To protect so and serve. Yeah. They were trained. They were prepared. And... Like I said, they 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 think of themselves as noble and moral, just like the samurai did. Right. It's hard not to see them as samurai, even with the code that they won't break the lines that they say they won't cross, kind of deal, you know. Mm-hmm. But there's another character that is very much just a Ronin kind of samurai guy, and that is Usagi Yojimbo. Mm. Ooh, and who's that, Daniel? Oh my yeah, God. who is that? Who's Usagi, that guy? Usagi Yojimbo is a rabbit. He is a ra- rabbit bodyguard is what Usagi Yojimbo translates to. Um, he is set uh, primarily at the beginning of the Edo period of Japanese history. And uh, th- this guy, he is a swordsman. He is on his whole warrior's pilgrimage to do what he feels he needs to do, to do what he feels is necessary. Uh, created in 1984, and uh, there's another group that goes along with him. We'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. And if you know who Usagi Yojimbo is, well, then you know the team that he meets up with. Every exactly. Mm. And uh, Kelsey, just, you know what, who, who, who is that team? And before I answer that question, um, <laughs> Jimbo himself will begin a Netflix series. If you it's going to be amazing. already heard us talk about this on Yo, Where the Captions at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's coming probably sometime next year, so be on the lookout for that. Yes. And the team he's referring to, I will say, are uh, the most famous ninjas on the planet. They'd have to be. <laughs> like, they have to be, because as soon as you hear ninja, you automatically think turtles. Yes, those teenage mutant ninja turtles. Mm. Heroes in a half shell. Cowabunga. And yeah, Michelangelo, Raphael, Leonardo, Donatello. I don't really think I need to name them, but guess what? I did anyway. <laughs> well, it, it makes sense that these characters would overlap. Exactly. Because you've got, you've, you've got uh, Yojimbo, who um, has his code, who knows his training, who will go from city to city almost like Samurai Jack. Yes. And helps the people, fights the evil. Be on his way. Be on his way. It makes sense because you've got Master Splinter. And I, I should do a little bit of a revision here because Usagi Yojimbo is not his name. It is his title, much like Doctor Who is not the Doctor's name. Oh, it is his title. I thought it was his name. Oh. Was that can, his name? Do you, do you know, can you guess? Hair so you, Charles? Usagi is part of it <laughs> because that's Rabbit. But it is Miyamoto Usagi. Miyamoto oh. is his name. Usagi being Rabbit, it's, mm. you know, Word. makes sense. But 
it makes sense because Splinter is one of the most um, not refined, but uh, he knows he knows the what's the not restrained the Zen. Yes, he's yes. got that Zen. The Buddhism. The yes. Calm. The Taoism. Yes, and and you you add that with him knowing what he trained the turtles in, and then you pair that with you know Usagi. Yes. So. Tell me more about the turtles there, Kels. It was created in the 80s with Kevin Eastman and his um, writing partner, whose name escapes me at the moment. But they basically made the Turtles as a parody to, like, X-Men comic books and the darker, greeter Frank Miller books um, at that time period. That's why they threw the mutant in, because uh-huh. mutants were selling the teenage part, and they just tried to make the most ridiculous name ever, because it started off with just a, a sketch of a turtle <laughs> with nunchucks. And fast forward 30, almost... Close to 40 years now, and yeah, they're yeah. one of the most popular pop culture icons in existence. You know, and that's one of those things that always hits me with the icons that we have now that, that were created years and years and years ago. And I, I, I know that I love these characters, but when you have something like Bugs Bunny, that's so simple. You've got Batman. Batman. Great. That name is so creative. You know? It, 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 it's Spider-Man. It's, come on, you know? They're, they're, they're iconic characters, but it came from one simple idea that took off more than uh, the creator probably even thought it was going to. Just like this little podcast here, guys. Yes, oh. a year into this thing, baby, we here. And we're so happy you're here. God damn it, I can't take my eyes off of you. Ooh. And it's like one of those things you could find talking animals. Who doesn't love a talking animal? Well, it depends on the animal. True. Pizza. We all love pizza. Yes, I do. And ninjas. Because, like, I compare it to, like, in America, like, with men in my age demographic, like, I don't know, let's say 40 to 20-year-olds. I'd say 20 to 40, because when you start with 40, it sounds like you're older than that. Yeah, I thought you were going to go up. Yeah, me too. Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) But It's not going down. But anyway, it's just like, we all have those um, stages in our lives, like. All boys, we go through like that dinosaur phase, for example. If you're older generation, like in your 60s, 70s, 50s, you had the cowboy Indian phase. But for us True. younger people, we yeah, had we had the ninja karate phase slash wrestling phase as a kid. Because every guy has a favorite wrestler, even though you probably didn't watch wrestling for more than maybe like a year of your life. I ask you who your favorite wrestler are, who your favorite wrestler is, like. So and so, Shawn Michaels, Undertaker, The Rock. That's probably the only name I know. I mean, okay. See, at least you know one. <laughs> when, when Stone Cold took out uh, Vince McMahon and his family and kept getting beers thrown to him, I will. I was losing. And or, the or current the Rock, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Ooh. and the current president. Yes, our president was Stone Cold Stunner in the middle of a ring on Monday Night Raw. <laughs> yeah, that shit happened. But, our current president, right now. Yeah. Okay. Of course. Okay. I know that because I watch wrestling. But we all go through <laughs> those phases, and most guys, we went through that ninja karate phase when we wanted to be a ninja. We wanted that high ya. We was watching Power Rangers. We all have a favorite Ninja Turtle. Even though you never want to be a ninja, you ask most people, they be like, "Yo, I'm a Raphael, Donatello, Leonardo, Michelangelo." You all know Cowabunga. You all know that shit because. It's something about martial arts that's so cool and something about the ninja in particular that makes it more appealing to people than, I guess you could say, the samurai. If we're going to compare the two, it's definitely, I would feel like the oh, ninja... Oh, the ninja was more badass. Exactly. Yeah, and, and, you know, just to amend that on my side a little bit, I had I, I have nothing but sisters. And they were also into the wrestling moves and they were also into the ninja shit and they're like... Okay. Yes, I didn't try to make it too Cowabunga it is. And yes, I'm so glad yes. you said that. I had an older brother, and we grew up fighting with bamboo sticks yes. and nunchucks with each other. And I didn't even understand it at the time before I watched these shows and played the games. Right. It just happened. I think that's also from those of us who, and I'm, this is not to talk bad about anyone older or younger than where we are, but in the 90s, it was so prevalent. It was everywhere. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. It right. just came to America, right, in yes. in the mid-80s. That's when the that whole Japan fusion culture just took off. Come to the yeah. forefront, yeah. Oh, man. Because if you had Ninja Turtles, like, in the 80s, then the 90s gave way to Power Rangers, who in their first movie, because at that time the Power Rangers movie came out, the Power Rangers were like, the hottest shit for kids yes. on earth. Yes. Like I was the Pink Ranger. Yes, without doubt, you the Pink Ranger. Green, because you played alone, Dan. You know I was going to let you be Tommy. I did not <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, at, and at the height of their popularity, they created the Power Ranger movie, and guess what? They turned into the movie Ninjas. Mm. 
How do you make the Power Rangers cooler? Make them fucking ninjas. And it was awesome. And then when they went back to TV, they became the Ninja Rangers, had the Ninja Zords. And then their upgrade from the Ninja Zords were the Shogun Zords based on Samurais. And it only makes sense that they have that happen as well as the Power Rangers arrive from Japanese culture also. So throughout the Power Rangers series, there have been Power Rangers Ninja Storm, Power Ranger Ninja Steel, Power Ranger Samurai Power Force. Rangers all day. We've I know. Been, yeah, we've been over this. I know I could do that, but I won't. <laughs> I'm just going to give you those three examples of even within that genre, there's certain Power Ranger squads that are just specifically based yes. on these two Japanese um, icons. Well, before we go any further, we're going to take a quick break, let you know about a show that's coming to our network, Three Guys, Ten Eyes, with a quick interview with these guys. We'll be right back after this. How's it going, guys? This is Daniel. And Kelsey Show, a.k.a. Kelsey Greer. And today we're going to give you a little introduction to a new show that's coming to our network. Our network is growing, and we're really excited about what's happening. But instead of us telling you about the show, we figured we'd let the hosts of it bring you in on what's coming up. Guys? All right. Hey, guys. Uh, we are Three Guys, Ten Eyes. Uh, just... Three guys, two of us wear glasses, simple math. <laughs> yeah, uh, we just are going over simple entertainment topics, pop culture, sports, music, interviews and stuff like that as well for the local scene. Yeah, we're just going to try to bring up the community. If you have anything that you're starting up, your career, we'd like to have you on the show. Just hit us up. We have Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. Yeah, all of those at three guys, uh, ten eyes. Ten eyes. Word. And do you want to give us your names individually, or is this one collective? Is this, like an an, yeah, is this an anonymous thing, yeah. or are you all three attached like a Cerberus? Uh, well, <laughs> we are all three attached at the hip. It's kind of, it's, it's kind of like Siamese, to Siamese twins. I have to say. The hips don't lie, though. Well, yeah. it's actually more hips than could lie. Uh, unfortunately, we have very small hips, so we're just literally... <laughs> like an Instagram model. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> uh, I go by Young Pyramid. Uh, I also make music, so check me out well, on what that. What type of music do you make? I make hip-hop uh, and like alternative hip-hop. you play live instruments or is it just like... No, it's bad. it's all like he beats the and then I make my own lyrics and Yo. I rap. Yo, we might have to talk, bro. So when can we expect uh, to hear from you guys next? Uh, we are posting every Tuesday. We go live right now on Facebook. Uh, that'll be going on every Sunday and probably for another three weeks. Uh, and that's on my on my Facebook, Derek Shreve. You want to go? We got his name now. Okay, yeah. that down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My social like my that. my social is six six six. So hit me up. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, we just lost our whole Christian following. <laughs> no, 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 no. On this network, I think you just oh, they, built some more. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. You can't believe Fair in enough. God while believing in the beast, baby. Cool, cool. <laughs> and then, yeah, uh, I'm what, Ultimate uh, Dusty. Uh, I just do gardening and oh, gaming. Right. Yeah. What type oh, of gardening? All kinds, man. We got pumpkins growing, watermelon what? growing. Because I've been trying to grow some collard greens. My garden's been fucking up lately, but then again, I haven't put too much intensity. Okay, to yeah, it. I we haven't uh, tried no collard greens, but we got kale and lettuce and all that good stuff okay. coming in. Uh, just today, we harvested some cucumbers and tomatoes. Hey, yo, you grow some tomatoes, give them to me when they're green. I'm frying them some bitches up. Same you can probably do, do that with the yeah, the, the abusive husband. Exactly, yeah, always. <laughs> and uh, you. <laughs> Uh, I'm Christian. I don't rap or garden. I just work at a grocery store. Damn, yes. <laughs> you are a fucking man, the everyday essential. person. Yep. Yes. Yeah, too essential sometimes. <laughs> too, essential. Right. too essential? <laughs> so we're looking forward to having you guys on the network, and I know that you listening out there right now, I can't tell you how exciting this is, how fucking wet you should be getting. <laughs> don't do that. I did. I'm, I'm dripping. <laughs> I'm honestly a little scared. You're going to around here? Should be. Yeah, no, no. A healthy dose of fear will always keep you alive. It's, it's kind of just one of the rules of the network. You come in here, we all get naked, we record, and it's good to be a little afraid. Well, so well. <laughs> Saves you on AC well, costs, too. Well, well. The fact that we are in a basement and it's cooler does not help the fact that I'm still sweating. Um, we have them coming onto the network starting next month. Be ready, because it's going to get crazy. Guys, thanks for being here, and... Uh, Let's get back to the show. Exactly. And we're back. Okay, hopefully you enjoyed that preview of Three Guys, Ten Eyes, and be sure to look for them on Spotify and on YouTube. Yeah, baby. They are new. They are a crew. And now we're going to get into a few other topics for Samurais and Ninjas. Whoop, whoop. Kelsey, what do you got for us? So let's dive into the world of video games. Ooh, bleep, bloop, bleep, bloop. I might be wrong with this statement, but... 
fuck it, nobody's perfect. I want to say the very first iconic ninja in video games was Ninja Gaiden. Not Super Mario. Not Super Mario, no, no, he was Italian. He was a ninja. Not Luigi. Not Luigi, no, he was Italian also, not a ninja. <laughs> <laughs> Yoshi's gotta be a Just because he's Japanese Yoshi? and named doesn't make him a ninja. That is racist. Oh, no. let's, let's do better than I that. Was I was part of the problem the whole time. Yes. <laughs> but after Ninja Gaiden, because that's one of the games we all have, like on Sega or NES back in the day. But the video game that broke the mold, opened the door for every color ninja under the rainbow was none other than Konami's Mortal Kombat. You got it, baby. Dun, dun. Okay. <laughs> and arguably the most famous, not just ninjas in video games, but ninjas period in the world are two of his most iconic and popular characters, that being Sub-Zero and Scorpion. Their rivalry is the shit of legends. Get over here. Exactly. Get over the here. iconic get over here, Tosi, the spear, Sub-Zero freezing people, ripping the spines out of their body. Like, you say those names and people of a generation know exactly what the fuck you're talking about. Whether you like the movies, whether you, you hate the movies, in somewhere inside your brain, there lives something of Mortal Kombat. Exactly. You could not have gotten away from it. Even nowadays, even with kids who are younger and folks who are older, they knew what Mortal Kombat is. Whether it's something that's new and they're enjoying, or something that they got their prayer groups together to pray against. Exactly, and that's crazy too, because the games are still going stronger than ever to this day. And that animated movie with Joel McHale, holy Exactly, because I was going to recommend that later, but let's go ahead and talk about that now. Um, you brought that over exactly. after we watched Coco, after I, what a contrast. I know, right? Over Coco, <laughs> I cried, and then we put on Mortal Kombat. Yes. <laughs> and to be specific, it's Mortal Kombat Legends, Scorpion's Revenge. Mm. Fantastic. If any, if the live action movie is anything close to this, we're going to be in for a real fucking treat. And you did see recently who they had as the cast, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That is a solid cast so far. It is. I, and, I can't wait to see it. And I love the fact that they have Asians playing Asians. It's it's the wildest Get out of here. idea, right? No, like right. Maybe we have people who... Because it's to be those characters, be those characters. Because it's like one of the things that's funny thinking about it. Because like I never equated like Scorpion and Sub Zero being Asian until they started making those webisode Mortal Kombat series. That's oh, like, yeah. oh yeah, of course they're Asian. They're fucking ninjas and shit from yeah, of course. But you, because I'm so used to seeing them with the mask on, I never thought about what they look like without and being actual humans. Because yes. I'm too busy playing them as characters. All but, you see is their powers exactly. and what they can do. Exactly. And if I'm not mistaken, in the, the Mortal Kombat's Legends, even when Scorpion does the girl over here, it is the same audio from the original. Exactly. Which seems to be the same thing like uh, Michelle pointed out, I want to say last week, where when Optimus Prime died, yes. they used the same audio. Yes. Oh my God. Do not grieve, for I will be one with the Matrix. Oh, oh my God. Leslie, you know Mortal Kombat, yes? I do. Have actually. you played any of the recent games? You know, we just bought, I'm not even kidding you, for the Xbox One, we just bought it. It was Mortal Kombat versus, like, horror characters. Like, he can uh, fight Freddy. Oh, the DLC pet for I believe that's 10. That's 10, yeah. Is that what that is? So, yeah. Mortal Kombat, and it's, it's the X, right? Just the X. Yes. Yeah, yep. Okay, you need to play the storyline. Because, as I said last week, this storyline, where you got the, the intro with the characters in their prime, and then the flash forward to them being older and their kids, it sets up a whole new mythos while respecting what came before it. It is everything. Ah. And 10 also has Freddy, Jason, the alien and the Predator, alien correct? And yep. Predator. Yep. Yes. yep. And that then, was what most excited me, actually. And then you get to 11 <laughs> where time travel comes in and it doesn't feel cheesy. Okay. You yeah. gotta play these games, Leslie. And that's tricky, too. Anytime a well-established series where there's a movie, TV show, or video game introduce that time travel aspect, normally they jump the shark and totally get eight. But with Mortal Kombat... They figured it out. And I will say, for more on time travel and the way it goes right and wrong, check out our time travel series from a month ago. Or two months ago. Or three months ago. Time is wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. And who knows when we put it out. You do. I don't. But I love you. Word. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) If I'm not here trying to romance our listeners, who is? That's a valid point. That is a very valid point. I I don't think I can woo. I just do. Hey, baby. <laughs> Any, anyone turned on by that? No. Well, I don't want to say yes. <laughs> but your body. But my body. Say, say C. no. C, 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 C. <laughs> Man. 
See what I did there? Okay. You like to see men? I do. I do like to see men, and I also like semen. Let's just go ahead and say that if any of you are interested in me as a human being, you know, uh, male, female, non-binary, gender fluid, anything on the spectrum, go ahead and hit me up. Cause I love you, baby. <laughs> anyway, back to the topic. <laughs> That's where Michelle would come in and say, "This is not my uh, Tinder profile or Bumble or, or whatever." Shit. Might be. Might be. Might be. <laughs> so, Leslie, uh, Mortal Kombat. Yes. Now, you just said you just got 10. What's your history in that game, and what characters do you see represented in the same way that Ninja and the Samurai have uh, been established, in our, in our culture at least? Well, my favorite Mortal Kombat characters, and I don't know if they were Ninja or Samurai related, but Sonya and Jax were always my favorite. The two American ones? <laughs> I know. <laughs> Hold on, wait. <laughs> definitely not ninja. And not, wasn't not, there a katana? Not, not yes, Melina, katana. Katana Melina, also. Melina, no. Jade. <laughs> yeah. All the girl ninjas. Not Baraka, I know, right? <laughs> not, not, not Baraka. <laughs> not Sub-Zero. Like not Kung Lao. Okay, so hey. You know what? The don't last my last movie reference because I don't I, I obviously have gaps in between my, my stories and my video games, but oh, that's fine. my Those last are called lies. Yes. But my last reference from Mortal Kombat was what the 80s, 90s, early movies? 90s, oh, the 90s. Live action movie. Yes. Ish. That Raiden still pisses me off. What? Christopher Lambert? He's like, oh, very nice. Oh, we're going to fight the people. And I'm like, <laughs> no, no. you're a white man. Let's no, start there. No. Your hair is too long. And he's like, no. I will teach you uh, the way. Don't do that. Uh, don't do that. That's one of the most iconic scenes when he was like, came in, he fried Scorpion Sub Zero. Was like, uh uh-uh. uh. <laughs> what? <laughs> that movie is still arguably top five best video oh, game movies of all time. I old good bad movies. That, we just watched Total Recall last night. Next is Batman. Oh Forever, my god! Yes. We're going to old Mortal Kombat. First and foremost, Batman Forever is a masterpiece. Val Kilmer is the definitive. No, of Batman. no, no. Sorry, Batman Forever is Clooney. No, that's Batman and Robin. No, it's not. Batman Forever is Val Kilmer. That's my favorite well, Batman. Google it right now. I put ten dollars on it. Yeah, you want to do it? Yep, yeah, go ahead. He's yeah. taking out ten. I literally months. watched it yesterday. Slash his phone. <laughs> <laughs> um, with the Riddler and Tommy Lee Jones. No. That's Two Face. That's Batman Forever. No, it's Batman and Robin. Wait, Wait, Robin. Batman Forever is Iceman. And no, uh, Iceman uh, Mr. Freeze. No, Mr. Freeze. Oh. And Mr. Freeze is Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, and Batman and Robin. Batman and Robin. No, it's not. Yeah, Mr. No, no, I'm about to get his $10. I'm about to get his $10, Ross. Bro, we watched Batman and Robin last night. Remember the hockey team? Oh, shit, you're right. I told you. Val Kim, like I said, Val Kim was my favorite. All right, let me go out afterwards. I got your first. Oh, you know, I'm fucking with you. I don't need that, man. Oh, I don't need your money. We're a whole network. Your money's my money, literally. Now everyone has heard me lose a bet. So if you've lost interest in me, just don't go ahead and look me up with uh, whoever you are, because I don't need to hear that shit again. Yo, all right. You know what? That's why I love this podcast, because we weren't supposed to go here, but how can we talk about ninjas and geek them without fucking talking about Batman? Batman! <laughs> he is a ninja. And, and he throws fucking bat stars. Bat stars. Out of ninja stars. Oh, Sorry, I did no, not know right that term. Though. You're absolutely right. Because <laughs> that's the thing, too, because... See, that's why I love the who's your favorite Bruce Wayne Batman um, conversation because uh, it all depends on what makes Batman to you. Some people love him for the genius, the detectiveness, the Sherlock Holmes element to him. Some people like him because he's a fly playboy and he get bitches and he's rich. Some people love him because he's a fucking ninja. Guess which one I am? I love him because he's a fucking ninja. And, and, and nothing and beats yes, a ninja. Also the greatest detective, but uh, we're restrained a little bit, yeah. but... I have to say, the worst Batman ever, ever, was George Clooney. Oh, because yeah, yeah. it was George Clooney as Danny Ocean playing Bruce Wayne in exactly. Batman and Robin. And that's why Ben Affleck's live action adaptation of Bruce, not Bruce Wayne, but of Batman is my favorite live action Batman. There's a distinctive between Batman and Bruce. Mm-hmm. But his scene in Batman vs. Superman, the saving grace of that whole film was that action scene when he went to save Martha because that's the most Batman-esque fight scene in any film. Hated to love the movie or Ben Affleck, but you cannot take away when it comes to Batman being a fighter, being a brawler, that scene alone is number one. Well, I have, I have two points to make with that. One, would you equate the League of, the League of Assassins, or is it League of Assassins? The League yes, of League of Assassins. 
But Ivor. Um, would you equate them with the ninja? Yes, because I actually wrote that down because I didn't write down Batman, but I wrote League of Assassins because they're sort of equivalent to Marvel's Hand, yes. which is just a group of evil ass ninjas. And that brings me to Wolverine, who has also been both a samurai and a Ronin, and a Ronin and a ninja. And He's a been ninja. Hand. He's been a samurai. That's what his whole thing about him going to Japan and that whole part of his Even life. Patched to a degree. Exactly made that so impactful to him and um, lovers of his character too. Second thing with Batman, and kind of bringing it around again, you can't talk about Batman without talking about the, the most ambitious crossover we've ever seen. Batman, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes, that comic book was so fun. There's three different series. Well, technically four. There's yeah. three in the continuity of that, and then there's an animated Batman universe from the um, Bruce Tim universe crosses over with the, not the latest um, cartoon version of Ninja Turtles, but the one that predates Rise of the Ninja Turtles. And that was a fun comic book. If you haven't read the comic books, read them. And there also is an animated movie, Ninja Turtles slash Batman. I, know. I have That's, one of your copies of DVDs in my house. It's it's not even fair how good that shit is for what it is. I was so it's skeptical, fucking amazing. and then three minutes in, I'm like, wait a second. Cal <laughs> Hold is, on a sec. This is Carl. <laughs> I'm kind of into this. You know why? Because they're both crime fighting ninjas. There it is. So okay, we strayed a bit. Let's go back to video games for a second. Did you have anything else to add on Mortal Kombat there, Wesley? I did not. So then there's another game that I... I mean, I don't know if you, t- you take it to Samurai or Ninja, but the Yakuza. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That had a place in all of this and, and was deep-seated in that Japanese culture. Yeah, they were like... And you mob, meets, yeah, yeah, mob meets Samurai. Exactly. Or Mob meets Ninja or Samurai yeah. or Ronin, whichever you want to pick, but it's still Mob. Yeah. And there's a video game called Sleeping Dogs. And if you're a fan of Grand Theft Auto or any games like that, where, mm. you know, you have your missions, but you could also go and get these banging-ass cars. You can go and fight people on the street and do whatever you feel like. You need to play Sleeping Dogs. It's a classic. It came out, I want to say, mid-2000s. So give it a little bit of, uh, you know, mercy when it comes to the graphics and some of the storytelling. But you're an undercover cop who joins uh, the Yakuza. And you know what? It's been out for a while, so spoilers you find a better family in the Yakuza than you do in the cops. What? And I'm not going to say that, you know, that makes a lot of sense, but that makes a lot of sense. Yo, <laughs> live by the sword, die by the sword. Did you see that Yakuza movie with, uh, what you call it, Jerry Leto? It was on, like, Netflix or some shit like that? Mr. Nobody? Was that what it's called? No, that's, no, that's, but he becomes that's a cerebral film. But he becomes a part of Yakuza somehow, so some shit before. I didn't watch it, but it looked interesting, though. Joker. Yes. <laughs> Uh, well, another movie to, to you know talk about samurai and such. You have seven, seven samurai. Does you go either of you know that movie? Yes, I saw it in some of my research. Okay, tell me about how you felt about that. Well, I I saw that it was basically um, Magnificent Seven was based off of the Seven Samurai. Yes, and then was it that the samurai each had? a code of honor, like, specific to each person? And it, or... Kind of, and it's one of those things where they shouldn't have come together the way that they did. Right. But when they did, oh, man. And I will say the most recent Magnificent Seven with Denzel and Chris Pratt was very fucking enjoyable. You can't go wrong with Denzel. That's some good ratings. Yeah, uh, my dad and I went to go see that, and he and I both at one point, like, turned around like, you know this is Magnificent, or The Seven Samurai, and we're like, oh, oh, you know some shit. Oh, you know some shit. <laughs> Yeah, before I had you, I want to be a samurai. <laughs> then I had a child. They were like, well, there goes those dreams. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, you know, again, it, this one is Jap- uh, Japanese. And, you know, it is my suggestion at the end, but I'll talk about it real quick. Lone Wolf and Cub, which you mm-hmm. may have heard us talk about when we talked about The Mandalorian. You gotta read it. If you like The Mandalorian, you must read Lone Wolf and Cub. It is a whole jam. It's, uh, Is this a book or a comic book? It is a manga. Yes. Okay. And also, that story arc of the lone Ronin caring about a child or just some wayward person they meet is, the t- uh, is a tale old as time. And that's where the basic modern Western story comes from, those type of Japanese stories about the samurai and the Ronins being that last hurrah. Like, I'm not trying to help nobody. I just need to get from this village to this village. But, oh, something's going wrong. Well, I'm here. I'm not a complete asshole, so let me save this. 
Let yes, me do that. Yes, yes. Nah, I don't need your help, lady. Like, I'm just trying to be gone <laughs> in tomorrow. And they always touch that, that moral center to the samurai or the cowboy. Or the Ronin who's like, I don't, I, I don't, don't, don't care about no one. But what about feelings? Oh, my God, my feelings. You know, if you want to just sit around and drink sake all day, you could go somewhere else with that. Nah, <laughs> I like the sunsets here. And then that moment happened, we realized, like, oh, shit. Kid, you don't get yourself killed. Give me that sword. What you know about a sword? Well, my father <laughs> went to fight the war. He never came back. Like, Jesus, give me that. See, if you're going to pull oh it out, you better God. be able to use it. Then you, like, pretend to kill it's him. Not but wrong. it's not. But, yeah, it's we, not we, we know how that story goes. So, with Ronan, <laughs> uh, notable mention would be Ronan from the Marvel comic series. I know a lot of people are familiar with him from Endgame, but before that... Ronan was actually multiple people at different times. Yes. Yes, Clint Barton may have been one of the most notable ones, but you've also got Bullseye, who was Ronan in the most recent Hawkeye Freefall comic book. And in um, Dark Avengers, I think that's when he first... No, he was Ronan after that, but he was pretending to be Hawkeye in Dark Avengers, so that's yes. only made sense that he also dons the Ronan moniker. And then he had um, the chick Echo. During, Maya. Yeah. yeah. Maya Lopez. Uh, Alexei uh, Shostakov. And then my personal favorite. Oh, Blade. Blade. <laughs> because of course Blade, Blade was Ronan. Are you kidding me? Then we was what, Spider Dude for a hot second? He was Spider Dude for like six issues. And then he's like, no, nah, I'm Ronan. Fuck this shit. <laughs> uh, was, it, was it Falcon and the Mighty Avengers or no, was it no, Mighty no, Avengers? No, 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 it was, um, it was, uh. Because Falcon was already cat. No, it was Heroes for Hire. Falcon and Heroes for Hire or something like that, but it was during that same Mighty time. Mighty Avengers, yeah. yeah, it's like yeah. Axis, because that's when Blue Marvel yeah, right yeah. Blue Marvel came in, yeah. and they're like, who's Spider Dude? <laughs> it's Blade. Blade. It's always just Blade. <laughs> it's Blade. Oh my that God. shit was fucking hilarious. So we're getting close to the end here, y'all, <laughs> but I want to talk before we do about what's your favorite that you've seen? What's the, what are some of your favorites that you've seen in media, in books, in comics, in you know, any of it from that Samurai Ninja influence? Leslie. I would say my favorite is probably the entertainment factor of the fighting. And mm. I mean, you've got the, the video games where you could be the fighter or you've got the movies or the comic books and whatnot where you get right, to watch right. them fight. So obviously we're drawn to the ninja skills of fighting. Mm -hmm. I, I think that's probably where I see it most, where I think it's most prevalent. Yes, definitely. Kelsey? Um, for me, there's so many. There's so many. I already talk like I always talk about my faves, the Turtles, Power Rangers. Um, I could I would just mention um, two other famous ninjas. That would be Snake Eyes mm -hmm. and Storm Shadow from GI Joe. Because growing up as a kid, everybody's favorite GI Joe is fucking Snake Eyes. I had to be right. Like uh, yeah. it was the ninja. Everybody else had guns and shit. He had a sword, a gun, and a wolf named Timber. You mean this dude doesn't talk? He doesn't talk, but you know sign language. And he was in love with a redhead, some Jean Grey Scott shit right we there off the rip. Word, don't. <laughs> because that was the thing, too. Like, hold on. Wait, was I? Nah. <laughs> Not this guy. I like my bitches to have a soul. But anyway, Snake Eyes, Storm Shadow are the iconic pair of G.I. Joe. Snake Eyes being the G.I. Joe. Storm Shadow being the main ninja of Cobra Commander. And also their brothers in lore, if you saw the movies. And Snake Eyes should still be getting his own origin spinoff movie. Hopefully coming out next year, Crossing which would be fingers. interesting. Yeah, and I definitely look forward to that. Uh, for me, I just said him, Ronin as Blade, because that shit was the funniest shit. And when it came out, I remember reading it, and I dropped the comic book, because I was like, ah! <laughs> what is this? Ah, Blade! 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 <laughs> so that's my favorite. Uh, the fact that he comes in not letting people know who he is, but he still wants to work with a team to make sure everything gets taken care of the way it should. He also doesn't talk for a long time. And that's kind of that Snake Eyes thing yeah, where you're yeah. like, who the fuck are you? And, when it, and wasn't there like a running gag that he smelled to? Yeah. Like he was yeah, he's, stunk. He, he kind of stunk pretty bad. And then when they found out, they're like, oh, well, of course. Of course. It's like vampire guts and brimstone and other ghoulish horrors. You got them dead body parts all over you, man. <laughs> yes. And Blade's like, I don't smell nothing. Yes. And how well, can you don't smell nothing. It's like going to an old folks home or if your room smells a certain way. You're not going to notice. You're used to it. You're used to it. Everyone else <laughs> is going to know. And exactly. How can we talk about ninja samurais while talking about the half vampire black ninja vampire killer Blade himself? Wesley Snipes arguably was the catalyst for this modern day of comic book movies because Blade low-key started that boom because if it wasn't Blade, 
X-Men wouldn't got greenlit. And if X-Men didn't get greenlit, who knows when we would have got that Spider-Man, um, the first one directed by Sam Raimi. And Oh, my God. Yeah, Blade came out in 98. It was a very different yeah. world. Exactly. Leather came in because you had Blade, then you had Matrix, then you had the X-Men. Yeah. And the rest is history. Shout out to Wesley Sykes. Uh, okay, so we're here at the end. Uh, thank you for being here, Leslie. You know, yeah. I, I know you were just uh, sitting in for Michelle today, but we're, we'd have you back at any, you know, any point. I mean, you let me know. You're, you're I'm here. Right. <laughs> so exactly. where can the people find you and what are, what's your recommendation for this week? So I don't have a social media plug because Rice Cakes doesn't play that these days. Ooh. But mm-hmm. I did come prepared with a shameless plug, y'all. Oh, get it. I know this is kind of old and also a wee bit pricey, but me and my boyfriend just bought the Oculus Quest. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, my God. I am. We're just totally obsessed with it. And have Beat you Saber. Have you done where you sit at the bottom of the ocean and the, the, the whale passes you by? The no, fuck? I have not, but I'm about to look that up. It's, it's very beautiful and then terrifying. And mm. Puzzle games. Horror games and Beat Saber and oh, shooting Beat games. Saber for sure. But oh, Beat Saber's where it's at. This one's just an experience where you're like, you're at the bottom of the ocean and some uh, Question. Like, anglerfish are coming by and you say they light it up as they're going and then something scares them. Is there a hole at the bottom of the ocean? A hole at the bottom of the sea? Well, yes. no, because we're at the bottom. There's a hole at the bottom of the sea. Is there? Yeah, did you know there's a log in the hole at the bottom of the sea? What else is in there's there? There's a frog in the log in the hole in the bottom of the sea. There's oh. a fly on the eye of the frog in the hole at <laughs> the bottom of the sea. I'm, I'm already lost. Word. There's a bump on the log in the hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a frog in the bump on the log in the hole in the bottom of the sea. <laughs> and it's one of those, <laughs> like, what, not fables, but it's like one of those songs like nobody owns the rights to. So. Nursery rhymes? Yeah, it's one of those nursery I, rhymes. I hate how far I can go into yeah, the I, I'm not familiar with that one, I have to say. Oh, it's cool. That's why I was just lost until two seconds ago when you explained it. There's a hole in the bottom of the sea. Hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a hole. There's a hole. There's a hole in the bottom of the sea. There's a bump on the log in the hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard? <laughs> I, no, I, I didn't know where to jump in on that. Our Christmas card episode. Ooh, yeah, yeah, you're gonna hate me because again, how far I can go with this fucking song? Oh, we want to celebrate Hermes. <laughs> uh, Kelsey, where can the people find you? What's your plug for this week? You know, you can find me Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, Kels for Show, um, and what I'm going to plug real quick. First and foremost. Um, Samurai Jack, you can find on HBO Max right now. Yes, and Primal as well. And Primal also. And speaking of Samurai Jack, I'm going to recommend Afro Samurai, voiced by Samuel L. Jackson. Um, It's an animated animated movie. I'll tell you that. Depending on how you um, view it, it could be broken down into episodes or they link together in just two separate movies. I'd say you you could just call it an experience. Exactly. The the saga of Afro Samurai is dope. Only thing you need to know, anime, Sam Jackson, Black Samurai, it's legit. And also, I highly recommend the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle crossover comic book as well. So fucking fun reading that shit. That was better than it had any right to be. Exactly. Like, that's the thing. If you do shit right and and understand what these properties are and what makes them great and how silly they are for whatever reason and just capitalize and focus on that aspect and just give us it taken... With care, even though it's not serious, but you can seriously re- respect the fans with what you, you do with there. the craft. You always come out on top. Awesome. Um, as always, you can find me on Facebook, Daniel Rojas, Instagram, Blue Morpho, where the one word in the O's are zeros. You can find our podcast and our network on Escape uh, on Instagram, Facebook, Escaping Podcast. And, you know, make sure you check out all the other shows on the network. Yo, where the captions at, which Kelsey and Roscoe host. And our newest acquisition, Three Guys, Ten Eyes. They're also on Spotify, Facebook, YouTube. Make sure you check them out. If you or anyone else you know would like to have your music featured on our show, go ahead and email us at escaping.podcast at gmail.com. Today we leave you with Crunch by Prefab Soul. This is the second to last uh, track in the EP. Make sure you check it out, and we got the last one for you next week. I love you guys. I love being here. I love being naked and talking at you. It's, it's literally my favorite part of the week. So we'll be sure to see you next week, and remember, there can only be one chum bucket. And if you're a samurai and want to be on that rolling life, you can always sever the ties from your corrupt emperor and become an escapee. Stay on Canyon.